Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. All right. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. Okay, so I meant to say something last week about the quote-unquote EVP <laughs> that I posted, which I am very sorry. <laughs> you couldn't hear shit. There's no fucking way anyone heard anything. So sorry about that. But I promise. <laughs> We caught it. <laughs> we could hear it. Yeah, but I I cut that section out and I amplified it. You know, I was messing with it in order for us to hear it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to do that, go for it. It sounds cool. It sounds to us like it's saying, what was it? Um, can't you see or something like I that? I thought, can't you say it? Or can, Yeah, can't you say it? Or yeah, something like that. Anyway, so sorry about that. I meant to say something last week about it. Um, yeah. Okay, so, and it's Friday the 13th. Ooh. Spooky. So I have spooky stories for the beginning and the middle. Um, and these are creepy things kids have said. Oh. So a few years ago, I was putting my friend's daughter to bed for the night. She was about three at the time, and she was fighting going to sleep. She asked why she had to go to bed, and I said, because it's late, and it's time for little girls to get a good night's rest. She then pointed at nothing across the room and said, what about that little girl? <laughs> Creepy. Yes. Two years ago, I was looking through my elementary school yearbook with my five-year-old cousin. When we were at a page with a second-grade class, she pointed to a boy's photo and said, that looks just like Nicholas. When I asked who Nicholas was, she just said, the boy in my closet, mm. and kept on looking through the pictures. I almost died. Did they check and see if Nicholas had died? I don't know. That's weird. Or whoever that was? Yeah. Ugh. Creepy little boy in her closet, though. Uh, next one, little kids know stuff, man. My niece is four and talks about her older sister constantly. She's always talking to her, too. She is an only child and has no idea her mother had a previous pregnancies, pregnancy a few years back that was a midterm loss. Weirds me out something major. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Next, when I was heading to the bathroom on the second floor of my aunt's house when I saw my cousin April on the stairs. April was four and very animated. She was busy making funny faces while sitting on the stairs. I asked her what she was doing, and she said, I'm copying the lady with the braid. I looked around. There was no one else but us. I asked, where is the lady, April? She pointed to a beam running parallel to the stairwell. I asked April, what is the lady doing? She said, making funny faces. I smiled and started walking up the stairs again when April said something that stopped me in my tracks. April said, her braids are around her neck. I turned back and asked April to repeat herself. She pointed and said, the lady is hanging by her braid. She's making funny faces. Then April started making a face, which I then realized was someone gasping for air. Ugh. Oh, I got chills. I know. Ugh. Next one, I was looking after Jack, a five-year-old, who said a man named Jacob was dressed like a lumberjack and was sitting next to me on the couch. 
He must have seen the shock in my face and said, don't worry, he doesn't have any arms. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's no biggie. He don't have no arms. You don't have to worry about it. He won't touch you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. My little nephew used to talk about a woman who would visit his room at night. He said she wore a red dress, that her name was Franny, and that she would sing to him, and that she floats. Oh. Creepy. I watched a few kids while their parents were at a movie. I put the youngest kid, who was four, to sleep and watched TV till the parents came home. The next day, the parents called. According to the four-year-old, I stood in the doorway and stared at him for a very long time, smiling. Mm -hmm. I was so confused, I didn't know what to say. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Hate and that's those. creepy. Like, is it attached to the babysitter? Because if he'd never seen that before. Mm. Ooh, weird. Next one, my friend and I were babysitting her four year old cousin one night, and she really believed in all that reincarnation stuff and decided to test out her theories on her little cousin. She began asking him questions that he didn't quite understand, but then stated it simply What were you before you were? kid's name he replied that he was a conductor and waved his hands in the motion that a conductor would the problem with this was that this little boy was born blind oh my gosh holy shit i just got total chills that's crazy next one a few years ago i was babysitting a friend's daughter they lived in an apartment with a big patio window she walked up to the glass door leading out to the patio and stared motionless into the night for several minutes Shortly after, she runs into my arms saying, scary, too scary. She wouldn't let me put her down and demanded that I hold her and rock her for the next half hour. Eventually, she started repeating over and over, the dark coming inside now, the dark coming inside now. What? After tucking him in, he said, you know, I never killed anybody. They didn't have to take my arm, but the ground was all was all covered in blood. My theory, reincarnated World War I soldier. Hmm. Scary. I was cuddling my friend's three-year-old son, and he said very seriously, I promise I won't ever chew on your bones. I promise. <laughs> Alrighty. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying to that? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I won't chew on yours either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Next one, I lost my boyfriend to a stray bullet a few months back, and when I went to visit his little cousin a few days after it happened, he came up to me while I was crying. He asked me why I was crying, and so I told him that I missed my boyfriend. He gets this confused look on his face and then says, why? He's sitting on the front porch. Next one, I once sat, I once babysat a girl called Sarah who used to love when I babysat. I know this because her mom used to tell me how she always requested me over the others. But Sarah took it one step further one evening and said, When you died, I want to put you in a glass jar so I can keep you and see you forever. Creepy kid. (laughs) Looking after my little cousin in Montana one night, and he started telling me about the creeper man who lives in his mom and dad's bedroom. He brings it up after he visits them. I made the mistake of asking once what he looks like, and he said, oh, he doesn't have a face. One night I was babysitting my friend's children. The youngest, about five years old, drew a picture of a woman hanging from the ceiling 
looked up at me and said, she told me to draw this. She's coming for you. Hide. My daughter had an imaginary friend named Sally. She told me once about how Sally was in jail for chopping off her mother's head. Oh, wow. Holy shit. And my last one. There are three dead kids buried in our backyard. They told me where we can find them. <laughs> oh, no. Holy shit. I don't want to know. And I forgot my riddle. Oh. So. Oh. Well, here it is. No, <laughs> oh. I'm doing it now. <laughs> okay. What month of the year has 28 days? No, all of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew it was a trick. I knew it. It's a it. riddle. It's a riddle. I knew it. <laughs> okay, those were mine for the beginning. All right. This week I did people share their creepiest encounters with humanoid beings. Yay. Three months ago, I was camping with a friend in a very remote part of Northern California. I'm a massive wilderness junkie. I've been camping all my life, and I spend much of my free time hiking, rock climbing, hunting, etc. A buddy of mine who also enjoys the outdoors wanted to head up to the Sierras for a weekend and asked me to go with him. It was our second night, and we were sitting up by the fire. We weren't staying at a campsite. We had walked about 10 miles from our cars to a clearing with a beautiful view he had stayed at once before. It was around 10 p.m. My buddy was tired and went to sleep in his tent. I wanted to stay up for a while, and about 45 minutes after he went to bed, I saw this object coming up from the valley below. It was a basic flying saucer shape with multiple circular lights rotating around the edges that changed colors over and over. I was absolutely shocked. I watched it for maybe 15 seconds, then decided I had to wake him up so he could see it and wouldn't think I was crazy. I stood, and when I looked back toward it, the thing was gone. I called out his name, and that's when everything got really fucked up. Oh, God. I didn't hear my own voice when I called out. <gasps> everything was completely silent. I could move my eyes around, but couldn't move my body. I remember seeing the fire had completely frozen, and everything looked like a picture, like time had stopped or something. Then there was a flash of light, and I blacked out. I woke up later just as the sun was starting to rise. I was outside, laying in the dirt, shivering next to a fire that had long gone out. I felt like I had been drugged, totally in this haze. I sluggishly yelled out my friend's name a couple times, and he came out of the tent. He was really confused, to say the least. I tried to explain what happened, but my memory was really foggy, and I just couldn't articulate it. We left within 30 minutes. I was totally silent on the car ride back, falling in and out of sleep for seven hours. He dropped me off at my house, and I passed out for basically an entire day. A few weeks later, I was messing around with an amp, and it released this static ooh sound when I unplugged my guitar. For some reason, the sound somehow triggered my memory, and I remembered everything. When I came back into consciousness, I was suspended laterally in this circular mechanism in a position very similar to da Vinci's Vitruvian Man. These clear glass-like shackle-type restraints were holding me in place. I was completely nude, and standing above me were your, your three typical aliens. They were around four feet tall and were all wearing white spandex-like suits. Two were just standing there observing the other, who was 
extracting blood from a vein under my armpit with this weird, weird looking syringe. Although they didn't show any real reaction, I could still tell they were surprised that I was awake. I couldn't move at all except for my eyes and lips. I was absolutely terrified in a sort of fight or flight mode. My heart pounding from an influx of adrenaline, I couldn't even begin to tell you how scared I was, but I also felt total rage. I wanted to kill them, wanted to rip out this device and completely destroy them. My brain went totally primal, just animal instinct, and I could just tell that they could sense my anger because they all stepped back simultaneously. I'm 6'3", 185 pounds, and I was hoping I looked as threatening as possible, which is silly because I was totally paralyzed and therefore completely harmless. Two of them disappeared from my view and presumably left the room. The other one was just staring at me, void of any emotion. I wanted so badly to just shut my eyes, but I forced myself to just stare right back at it, trying my hardest not to blink. Then the, uh, the two others came back, and now they weren't alone. I honestly couldn't believe my eyes. Standing behind them were two very tall, very human-looking beings, a male and female. They looked like Norse gods, with bright golden hair and massive eyes. The males were dark blue, and the females were violet. I suppose they are what the UFO community refers to as Nordics. This was quite bizarre to me. My family descended from Sweden, and I am very Nordic-looking. Blonde hair, blue eyes, the works. I know this is cliche, but I heard a feminine voice in my mind. For some reason, I could understand what she was telling me, although it wasn't like she was saying anything in English. She told me something like, Be calm, you are not in danger. I relaxed and asked her what they wanted with me. She said that they just they were just checking up on me. I practically blacked out after hearing that. I asked her what she meant. She said that they had saved me when I first came into being. I immediately knew exactly what she was talking about. I was born practically two months premature. My mother was horribly sick during labor. We both had fevers of 104. The strange thing is the doctors had absolutely no idea what was wrong with us. I was given two spinal taps, my mother three, I spent four nights in that bubble housing ICU thing. There was a decent chance I was going to die. Then one day, I started getting better and made a full recovery. The doctors were very worried that the whole ordeal might have permanently damaged my body and possibly my brain, but I was totally fine. I asked her, why did you save me? This time I heard a deep male voice stating that this is a conversation for a later time. I asked them if they were human. He said no. I was confused considering that they looked quite human. I asked him I asked him if man had come from them. He said yes, that they had come here 200,000 years ago and created mankind by combining their DNA with that of our primate ancestors. I wanted to know why they looked especially similar to me more than other humans. He stated that many males of their kind found female humans attractive and mated with them. This directly passed on some of their physical features to Nordic peoples. I wanted to know more, but they declined and said it was time for me to go back. I blacked out instantly and woke up by the extinguished campfire, clothes on and shivering. I understand this sounds absolutely ridiculous and very impossible, but it happened. I don't know what to do. I've been completely lost since the encounter, but I already feel a bit of relief after posting my story here. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. What if that's true? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know. Holy shit, that's creepy. 
I'm from Indiana, and a couple years back, my mother was driving my sister and I to school. To set the stage, it was, fog it was a foggier morning, and it was on a stretch of road with forest on one side and a cornfield on the other. Out of the blue, this creature that we couldn't identify ran across the road, causing my mom to slam on the brakes. It looked about the size of a grown man and was covered in dark hair. It was bipedal, but was loping really oddly. Ew. Needless to say, it wasn't a coyote, and I've never heard of bears being in central Indiana. Admittedly, it was foggy, so I could have misidentified it. I could literally be on a road I have to drive on. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. And you know what it was. Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. It was Bigfoot. <laughs> So this happened a long time ago. I must have been at least 18, no older than 20. I was sleeping on my back in my bed in my parents' house where I lived when I suddenly woke up from a deep, dreamless sleep. I opened my, my eyes and a male humanoid shadow seemed to like it pushed itself up from laying on top of me. Huh? I don't know. They. S I guess it seemed like it had pushed itself up like it was laying on top of this person. Weird. It seemed surprised that I woke up, interrupting whatever it was doing. It uh -huh. wasn't anything sexual. If anything, it was, not sure how to describe it, feeding or scanning me makes the most sense. Though I know both, are, both of those are sort of at odds with each other. It swooped back at me in a rush and I fell back asleep instantly. I woke up about two hours later than my normal wake-up time and I felt okay, just a little sluggish. I never saw it again. What? I don't know. That is weird. It's probably succubus or something. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But those are, that's sexual. Well, it wasn't sexual. Yeah, that's true. Weird. I never had an experience myself, but do, do believe in this and similar phenomena. I had never spoken with my girlfriend about this subject, unknown humanoids, or any paranormal occurrences for that matter. On Friday night, she and I were at a friend's house and decided to leave at around 1 a.m. It's very foggy outside, being that we live near rivers and creeks in rural Illinois. She goes to the gas station on her way home to the rural town where we both live about a block away from each other. I get home and don't hear from her for a bit until she calls me very shaken up and crying. She says on her drive home she saw something crouched in the road on the right side. It looked to be fairly small, possibly a child. She rolled her window down and asked if they were okay and got no answer, only continued stop sobbing. She pulls over and gets out of the car, out of the car, walked up to whatever this was and attempted to ask it if it needed any help. Oh my God. This, sta this thing stands up on two feet at over six feet <gasps> and lets out a God awful screech oh and runs God. off the road into some pretty dense woods <gasps> near tributary of the Cascade. Gaskia River. She can't say it was a boy or a girl, but can say she's never heard something like that before. She's pretty jarred by the experience. Okay, first of all, why in the fuck are you stopping your car and getting out in okay. the middle of the night? Well, yes, but how did it look like it was a small child crouched, but then stood up to I six don't know. feet? What? No. I don't know. <laughs> but you figure, I mean, if it was going to, 
if it was doing it to try to get her to stop, why would it just screech at her and then run away? I don't think away? it wanted her help. Well, that's what it sounds like. And I I seriously was thinking, like, you know, trying to picture it in my head. And this stupid woman just waltzing around, you know, in the dark and just, you know, it's like, it doesn't want your help. If I saw something on the side of the road, I'd be like, "Mm -mm," and I keep on going. Sorry. There's nothing I can do. Oh, my gosh. That's creepy. This happened in the middle of the night at my mom's house some years back in Northern California. I was asleep on the floor in the living room. Next to the living room is a room that can be seen through two large windows and French doors. We call it the middle room. Next to that was my mom and dad's stepdad's bedroom. The light in the middle room was left on, partly dimmed at nights. I woke up and saw three short gray aliens walking around in the middle room. They were about five feet tall had long skinny arms, and were wearing dark-colored jumpsuits. The arms stood out to me the most because of how thin they were, with no muscle tone like you would see in a human. The eyes looked solid black and were larger than a human's, though not as large as shown in some depictions. I don't remember about the nose and mouth other than those features were small and not noticeable. I don't remember any details about the hands. I was able to sit up part way as I was watching them, but I had no energy to do anything else. They didn't seem to notice that I was watching them. Within a couple of minutes, I fell back to sleep. I'm guessing that they transmit something to keep everyone passed out, but sometimes it doesn't always work 100%. Here's the kicker. In the morning, my mom walked in and said the aliens were there the night before. I then told her that I saw them too, and I asked her how many there were and what they looked like. Her description matched what I had seen. She'd had other alien encounters, but this was the only time there was a witness. Me. What? What were they doing? I don't know. Oh, my God. No, that I'm not okay with that. No. That is creepy as fuck. Yes, it is. And do they have something that can keep us asleep? And they, like, Well, I mean, it makes shit? sense because a lot of times when the people see them, it's, like, at night... Yeah. And they just fall right back to sleep. Like, oh my God, I can't. (laughs) This is crazy. I don't remember it completely, but my grandpa once told us a story about an experience he had while he used to live on a small ranch in Mexico. He was with his older brother. So I think my grandfather was about 12 to 14 at the time. And while he was with his brother out in the ranch, they heard something behind some bushes that had sounded like singing. He and his brother both went to investigate it, and when they looked behind the bush, they saw a couple of little people. Duende is what they called them in Mexico. They didn't see my grandpa or his brother, and his brother suggested that they both get out of there before they were seen. They returned home, and I'm not sure if they ever saw them again after that. Oh, my God. So weird. It is. Could you imagine walking, hearing some singing coming from a bush and walk up to it and there's like little people? No. No. I can't imagine that at all. I can't. I know. That's insane. I mean, but it, what if it's not? What if it's true? Oh my God. People see him over and over again. I know. Oh my gosh. This happened to my brother, not me, but I remember the night it happened and it still gives me chills to this day. I can still remember the sound of him running up the stairs screaming, no, no, no. Look on his face and him shaking uncontrollably. 
It happened about 15 years ago, and this is exactly how he still explains the story to this day. Our parents' old house had a den, which had a few couches, a bathroom, and a TV, and a laundry room. My brother and I had all our video game stuff in the den, our computers, etc. It was basically a room that only we used. One night, after a late night of video games, we both took a couch and watched a little TV before calling it a night. I fell asleep, woke up later, and went up to my room, leaving my bro still sleeping on the other couch. The couch he was lying on was against a wall. While laying back on the couch, you could see the TV, and if you looked straight over your feet, you could see a very small hallway and the bathroom door, which was open at the time. We had a dog, Candy, a small Springer Spaniel. My brother said he woke up to a noise in the bathroom. The lights were all off in the house, only street lamps and moonlight preventing it from being pitch black. He told me that the noise was a growl, and he knew it wasn't the dog, but in the moment, he so hoped it was. He said he quickly shot up from laying down position and could clearly see a small black shadow running in circles on the bathroom floor. The bathroom floor was tile and you could definitely be able to hear the dog's claws as they touched the bathroom floor. Especially at that speed, it was running in circles. But my brother said he'd heard nothing. So he then called out the dog's name, hoping that it was her and that it would stop doing whatever it was doing. Candy, he yelled. And as soon as whatever it was heard that, it stopped immediately. He then heard what he explains as a gurgly growl. At that point, he knew what he already knew. It wasn't the dog. Whatever it was started growling louder. Wait. Whatever it was started growing larger and larger, soon taking up the whole bathroom with its size. It's funny now, but my brother explained the creature looking like Doomsday from DC Comics. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Not to discredit the whole story by saying he looked like a comic book villain, but to a 14-year-old, that was his best comparison to what he saw. He said that he didn't remember how he was able to move so quickly, but he ran up both flights of stairs screaming, No, no, no. He woke up the whole house. Sometimes Sometimes it still keeps him up all these years later. He was never visited by the creature again. Me being into this sort of thing, I was never able to find something that could possibly be what he saw. It had to be supernatural. It was in the house and then disappeared. My only explanation is was a demon of sort of a sort. Any help would be appreciated. Holy crap, that sounds really legitimate. Yeah. Like, he was 14, so it's not like he was really, really small and uh-huh. misremembering something. And if he, all this time, you know, and he's really never changed his story, and he woke up the whole house, like... Yeah. That's crazy. There was something there. Yeah. An investigation shamanic group... I don't know if I said that right. On the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation was called in to investigate and bless a home. The the incidents began when two sisters observed a black-eyed boy outside the home. Not long later, a group of ashen-white-skinned children with black eyes were seen congregating around the property in an attempt to interact with the other children living there. The first two occasions, there were only two of them, and they asked to be let inside the house to get food. The third time, a third one showed up, and this time they asked for blood. What? They were never granted access to the house. The children described their voice as not normal, robotic, and monotone. Pets also went missing around this time around the property. 
The parents of the children recalled seeing those spooky children, too. They also claimed to have noticed strange events around their home, including poltergeist activity and the sighting of, on at least two occasions, strange entities that they later thought to be alien. Oh my gosh. That's weird. Freaking black-eyed kids, man. No. Mm -mm. They are creepy as fuck. Yes. When I was camping with my family several years ago, my father and I were out walking in the dark with a flashlight when he heard a kind of chirping noise, like a person doing a shitty imitation of a bird call. We stopped and shined our flashlight around and then up into the trees. The beam landed on something, maybe three feet tall, standing up, humanoid, crouching with its hands holding onto the branches. It was hairless and very pale-skinned, pretty much white, Its head was abnormally large, with two huge eyes and bat-like ears. We only saw it for a split second, because my dad jerked the flashlight away when he first saw it, and when we tried to find it again with the flashlight, it was gone without a trace. I asked my dad if he had seen that, and he had. We were both very perplexed by it. When I've told other people this story, they speculate that it could have been an owl or some other animal, but my dad and I were both fairly experienced outdoors and sportsmen, And we've never seen anything that looked like that before or since. I went back and double-checked with my mother, and she's fairly certain this took place at a campground near Stanley, Idaho, at Lola Creek Campground. She also told me that we left early because there was something moving around the campsite at night that spooked my dad, which I only learned just now. (laughs) Creepy. Um, I would be leaving right after I saw whatever that was in the tree. So this encounter happened around two years ago while I was living with my parents in Texas. At the time, I was waking up from a short nap and did not see it as anything unusual. I just figured it was some kind of partial dream or something like of the like. I was napping on my bed. At the time, I had a futon, so I wasn't too far off the ground in the middle of the day. I can't remember the exact timing of when this took place to save my life. As I opened my eyes, I saw for only a second The image of some white humanoid creature kneeling on its haunches, looking at me. It couldn't have been that tall since its eyes were only inches above my my bed. I could see the top of its knees, which it was resting its head against. While I can't remember many details about its face, I knew somehow that it wasn't entirely right, for lack of a better term. I can't remember if it even had any hair on its head or the color of its eyes but I can remember that its skin was very pale and it looked as if it were just skin and bones. I don't know why the image of this creature was so vivid even though I only saw it for a second, but even to this day it stands out. I've only recently been able to give a name to this thing since I saw a post on this subject describing these types of creatures as crawlers. Yeah. Is that like a rake, kind of? Yeah, like the white, really skinny... Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an 18-year-old male that has had two strange encounters in my life so far. The first was seeing a UFO, and the second is what I'm about to share here. It was around 1 a.m., and I was gaming on my PC since it was a weekend, and I didn't have to worry about waking up for school. I stood up from my desk and made my way to the bathroom. I did my business as usual, but I noticed that the window was open. It was one of those windows that you had to slide to open and close, and since I live in Australia, it had mosquito netting. Also, wait, although 
It was pitch black outside. During the day, it had rained on and off multiple times, and the wind was picking up. I thought I would go and close the window in case it rained again. The window was located directly above the bathtub, so in order to reach it, I put one foot inside. This window would always require a bit of effort to close, so as I started to close it, it made its usual sound as it dragged against the frame. Now, before I get into the scary part, I have to explain the layout of the house. This was my old two-story apartment complex, and outside and under the window is a little roof overhang which shields the back door. As soon as the window started to close, I heard two loud footsteps banging on the roof, and then for a half a second, I saw the silhouette of a humanoid being, entirely black, go past the window as if it had jumped. Uh-uh. I heard no landing sound, but this was entirely possible since the fence to the left of the bathroom was about two meters away and had tall grass on the other side. Now I know it was really dark, but I swear this wasn't a bird or a bat with its outstretched wings. It was definitely a humanoid shape and much too large to be a possum. I instinctively jerked back out of the bathtub and ran into my parents' room screaming and waking them up. Now this is the part that makes me feel sick to my stomach. My parents' curtains were open, which is normal for them. But this means that the creature would have been staring in at my sleeping parents and three-year-old sister since their window is rested slightly above the overhang previously mentioned. <sighs> I don't know how I managed to sleep that night. If this was truly an alien, then it was only one meter away from me through a wall and a window. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. Almost every week, my wife and I go to our friend's house on Friday nights. A few months ago, one of my friends said she had been noticing lights in the sky. She said they were multi multicolored, red, green, white, and blue in a cross pattern. One night, we were hanging out, and I had to relieve myself, so I walked to the side of the shed and did what, I needed, what needed to be done. When I looked up, I saw him. He was about four feet tall and pale white. He had normal-sized head for a creature his size, not the stereotypical big-headed, big-eyed gray and beady eyes. There was no clothing, and while I saw no genitalia, I just sort of know he was a he. When he saw that I noticed him, he scurried away behind the shed. I went after him, but when I rounded the corner, he was gone. Since then, I have seen him one other time in the same situation, Neither time was I afraid. In fact, I felt a certain level of calm and peace, the way you do when you walk out of a church or have had one drink past being buzzed. <laughs> I don't know who or what he was, but I want to. Weird. Hmm. It's like a guardian angel, maybe? He felt peace and calm? I don't know. He looked like an alien. I'm Weird. That's weird, though, because usually... Alien stories, people are scared. Yeah. Hmm. When I was 10 years old, I had this bizarre ghost girlfriend. Ghost girl friend. I don't remember what her name was, but nowadays I just refer to her as Purity. So Purity was a pale-skinned girl about the same age as me. She had black, greasy hair, pretty blue eyes, and a slightly dingy white dress. They looked like it was made of torn lace. She always mentioned being cold and being from some place with a lot of fog and surrounded by trees living in a half-destroyed house. I remember the house looked like it was burnt down, and I specifically remember one room having black and white tile, possibly the kitchen. However, my strongest memory of her is how cold she was. She always complained about it. 
What was so unusual about her was the fact that I was a really innocent child. I was lonely, sure, but there was no way I would have been able to imagine her, since I was too innocent at the time to make up someone as depressed as depressing as her. She left me after maybe a month or two, and when I was about 16 years old, memory of her came back to me like a ton of bricks. Huh. At the time, I felt a heavy sense of guilt, as if I had somehow killed her, and was borderline obsessed with this girl and who she was. I slowly gave up, but I never quite got her off my mind ever since. I'm 18 now. She seems to come around whenever I'm depressed, and she won't stop accusing me of somehow abandoning abandoning her when she needed me most. I can't see a picture of a girl in a white dress without memory of her rushing back to me. Despite all this, I, for some reason, don't want her to leave me. I suppose her memory is kind of comforting to me, as she was the only friend I had at the time. It's making me sad that I'm slowly losing memory of her, and I fear that I may have already forgotten key parts of her. The reason I know that her memory is fading is from rereading my old diary entries that mentioned her and finding key aspects of her that I've forgotten. This is normal, as I've had memory issues throughout life. To this day, I'm still not really sure what she is, though I'm open to any suggestions as to what she might be. I don't like the way they're, like, accused, that it's accusing them of abandoning. That sounds mean. Yeah, exactly. This happened in 1985, about four years before people started getting internet access. We had never heard of shadow people or anything remotely similar, and if we wanted to learn about something, we went to the public library, and I took every opportunity to read about ghosts, vampires, demons, you name it. I grew up in a very negative and angry home, so in (laughs) retrospect, I can see how something like this came to be in my own home. A friend and I were hanging out at my house, and we decided to leave. I was two years under the driving age, but Tom had his license in his own car. We left the house through the kitchen door into the backyard, from which you make an immediate right turn, go through the gate, and you're standing on the driveway. Even though nobody else was home, we typically didn't bother locking the kitchen door because it was a safe, quiet neighborhood, and the door was behind a gate. We went to his car, but as I got in, he remembered that he had forgotten something inside. I waited in the car as he went back in through the gate and into the kitchen. The kitchen was what I believe is referred to as a shotgun kitchen. When you went in through that door, you could see the whole length of the kitchen and down the entire hallway that ended in a bathroom. Down that hall, the doorway to my bedroom was the first door on the left, and immediately across from it was the doorway to the den with the TV and a sofa. Not more than 10 seconds after he went in, Tom came flying through that gate faster than I thought he could move. His skin had gone pale, and he was thoroughly terrified. He jumped in the car, turned it over, and hauled ass out of my driveway, and he wouldn't answer my questions about what the hell was going on until we were gone. He told me that when he went into the kitchen, movement down the hall caught his attention. He said he saw something out of my... He said he saw something come out of my room, cross the hall, and enter the den. He said it was shaped like a person, and it reminded him of a ghost, except that instead of being white, it was black, and that's what scared the shit out of him. Hmm. I had known Tom for a couple of years prior to this, and being a liar of any kind was just not part of his personality. He just wasn't the type to make things up. I lived in that house for four more years and never saw anything like that myself, but Tom never set foot in it again. He moved away a couple of years after this happened, and we lost touch, 
but a year or two after we moved, he tracked me down and showed up one night while me and some friends were shooting pool and drinking beers. I asked him about it, and he stood by his original account. I believe him. Holy shit. Shadow person. Yeah. Now, he's not going to come flying out of the house and looking all pale. And never go back yeah. in again? Yeah. Obviously, something scared the shit out of that dude. Mm-hmm. I was around five and in my bed struggling to sleep. My parents were in the living room up the hall, and I had my bedroom door open with the hall light on to act as sort of a nightlight. I can remember tossing and turning and getting bored because I just wasn't tired. I sit up, and there in the middle of my room is the silhouette of an alien. Thin body, huge head, small, too, because it was eye level to to me sitting in my bed. I couldn't see any features because of the light from the door behind this figure, but we stared at each other for what felt like ages. Very slowly, this thing moved close to me, lifting its arm, I can't remember which, and reached out as if to touch me. I remember blinking hard to see if I was dreaming, and when I opened my eyes, it was gone. Nothing there. I stay sitting up in my bed, listening for anything, because I'm scared this thing is waiting for me in the hall. I had no fear at all when this whole experience was happening, but now I was terrified and sprinted up the hall to my parents, asking them who was in my room. I'm 23 now, so don't remember much past that. We moved house a while later, after I got seriously ill. Funnily enough, the place we moved to had serious poltergeist problems, and I should submit some of those stories, too. But I'll never forget seeing that figure in the middle of my room. It's funny how he got ill afterwards. When I was a very young kid, my grandparents would take me to see family in town in West Virginia, about a 45-minute drive away. One night, when I was probably six, we had stayed late and were coming back in the dark. Right after exiting the town, we drove by a river for a small while. I remember looking over the river, as I always did. I saw this strange figure standing right in the middle. It was fairly human-shaped, but it was glowing bright white, as if illuminated. My grandmother was very religious, so in my mind I ruled it as an angel without wings. As I got older, I began to question it more and more and couldn't come up with any explanations. At first I wondered if it had been a reflection, but there are no lights near the river. I couldn't have been, it couldn't have been light from a flashlight due to the size. This wasn't my last explainable experience. But the next two had nothing to do with humanoids. Where? And this is my last one. When I was about 12 years old, I was laying in bed on Christmas Eve. My bed was exactly opposite my large bedroom window, which gave me a view of the top of our property fence and a very large tree just beyond it. It was one of those weird nights where it seems to never get truly dark. The sky kept a red hue about it, about it all night. I was past the age of major Christmas excitement, so fell asleep pretty normally. I woke up suddenly and fully alert. I was laying on my back, and when I opened my eyes, they met another set of eyes. Outside, sitting in the tree beyond the fence, was what I can only describe as a demon. It's fully fixed on me and not moving. The eyes reminded me of a cat's, huge and elongated pupils, yellow and very iridescent. The body was not large, pretty lean, and dark, scaly skin. It was sitting with its legs pulled up to its chest, kind of crouched. This visual has stayed with me so vividly for my entire life. 
Over 20 years have passed and I can still see it like it was right in front of me. I felt scared and threatened inside of myself. We maintained eye contact for what felt like a very long time, and I don't remember breaking eye contact, saying anything, or seeing it move. It seemed like I just fell back to sleep at some point, but kind of doubt that's how it really went. I wonder if I was hypnotized sometimes. Hmm. I woke up the next day and remembered it immediately. I knew, just knew that it wasn't a dream. It was far too real. I didn't say anything to my parents at this point, as it was now Christmas Day, but I was sullen and it affected me greatly. Fast forward to the next Christmas Eve, and every Christmas Eve that followed up until I was age 18. I fainted every single Christmas Eve for at least five years. Fainting was not something I typically did. It was scary in itself and always the same experience. I would feel the aura, begin to try to run away from it, insensible faint, and hear symphony music, and experience a coma state where I could hear the people around me trying to help me but couldn't react. Eventually, I couldn't keep this secret anymore. I was smart enough to make the connection that I saw this demon and since have fainted daily on the anniversary of it. I told my parents what I had seen years ago, expecting them to say I was silly, crazy, dreaming, Instead, they met, they met me stony-faced, and I got to hear their stories. I will add those here as well if my situation draws attention. I'd love to know what anyone else thinks, aside of my spouse. I've never talked about this before. What? That's weird. I want to know their story. Yeah. Ew, weird. I don't like it. Okay, I believe these are just unexplained uh, or creepy stories. On the day before my grandfather's funeral, I got a call from an unknown number. They left a message, so I went to listen. There was a bit of static, then a distinct and familiar voice that said, Try to have a good day tomorrow. I hurled my phone across the room and called my dad into the room. <laughs> I, gra- I went to grab my phone and show him the message, but it was gone. I had been the last person to talk to my grandfather on the phone before he passed. I have to wonder if this is his way of finishing our last conversation. It makes no sense at all, and and logically, I know that. My dad had also heard my phone ring. It's not like that call ever never happened. It's just one of the many experiences in my life I can't quite understand or explain. (laughs) Through the phone. I'd probably do that, (laughs) I would, too. I'd be like, "Ah!" Okay, when I was six, I spent a long weekend at my friend's house in Montana. I slept on the floor of his room in a sleeping bag. One night I sat up covered in sweat and shaking. I was 100% awake. Then I watched as a grim reaper-like figure floated from the shadows to the other side of the room where there was a wall. He peeled back the wall like it was a curtain. Then I saw my home city at dusk covered in flames with people screaming. He pointed at the city and said, this is how it ends. I ran to the bathroom and stayed there for the rest of the night. No one believes it happened. That's weird. That is weird. Next one, I went to a funeral and saw (laughs) saw the deceased standing next to her own casket at the front of the church. Next one, my aunt used to live in this old house that everyone in the family joked was haunted. 
On Christmas, she woke up and went down to the living room to find all of the sofa cushions arranged into a cross on the floor. Only she and her husband lived there, and they both swore neither of them did it. Mm. Next one, one night when I was around 15, my best friend and I stayed at home alone at her house while her parents were away. The house had a long driveway off of the road and was surrounded by woods. It snowed that night, and in the morning when we were leaving, we found footprints that went all the way down the driveway and stopped by the back of the house. There were none leading away. We left immediately, and she refused to go back until her parents were home. Nothing was messed with, no windows appeared broken, and nothing was stolen. It was just weird. It is weird. Mm-hmm. My younger sister lost the only key to her lockbox. It just vanished. A few months later, we were sitting in my bedroom, and we heard what sounded like a piece of metal hitting the floor. We looked around, but we couldn't see anything. We looked back to where we were sitting, and there was the lost key. We told our family about it, but we can't explain it. Hmm. It was just someone giving it back. <laughs> I was just borrowing it. <laughs> uh, next one. At almost the exact moment my grandfather died, the large mirror over the staircase at our family cabin cracked down the middle. Since then, several times when my mom and her siblings have discussed their dad, they found or heard broken or breaking glass. Once every glass on a shelf spontaneously cracked, another time all the glasses in the dishwasher broke, they always say my granddad loved living so much and he couldn't stand dying so soon, so this was his way of coming back. That's rude. It is rude. Quit breaking our shit. <laughs> Next one, about 15 years ago, my younger sister and I were having a movie night in the living room. My parents were asleep and our older sister was out with friends. As we were getting ready to sleep in the living room, we heard a deep, raspy voice whisper my name from the room around the corner. We both looked at each other, freaked out, and turned off the TV without telling each other what we had just heard. The next morning, I asked her to tell me what she had heard, and she confirmed she heard my name. To this day, we don't know what it was or why it said my name. Yeah. Creepy. I had a dream where I was engaged to a man named Bool. When I woke up, I thought it was weird, but I went about my day. I had a little weed that evening and had the worst panic attack of my life. I went to the hospital, and my doctor was named Dr. Bull. Oh. <laughs> Did they get married? <laughs> that was it? That was it. Oh. <laughs> That's creepy, though. <laughs> I mean, like, that would suck to smoke a little weed and then have to go to the hospital. Holy shit. Next one. One time my mom called me to let me know it was time for us to head somewhere. I walked out of my room and saw her out of the corner of my eye walking into her room. I followed her calling her name and once again caught a glimpse of her, this time walking into her bathroom. I walked into the bathroom and no one was there. My blood ran cold. I called out to my mom and she had been downstairs the whole time. <laughs> And why is it always the moms? I don't know. Ooh. And I wonder, it's like, do people, do do these kids just expect their mom to be there? Yeah, and like they, maybe. Like, they always, like the mom's always there, so they just assume that she's there and they I don't see why they would do that. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Creepy. 
I had a ring my mom gave me many years ago. I lost it a few years after she died. I looked everywhere. It was, I was so upset, I finally said, please help me, Mom. I can't bear to lose, lose this. I had dumped out my jewelry box four times already, but I decided to open it one more time, and the ring was sitting on top. Hmm. That's totally her. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. Like, don't lose it again. Seriously, hear it. I'm helping you once. Uh, next one, when my beloved dog died a little over a year ago, she was on the East Coast with my boyfriend while I was on a trip to the West Coast. The morning she passed, I learned the news from a terrible phone call before driving to the airport. I was absolutely hysterical and bawling the whole drive. I was talking to my girl, telling her I was sorry and that I loved her. It was awful, the deepest despair I've ever felt. Then I saw the license plate of a car passing by, and it said, It's HB. We called our dog HB, short for Harley Bear. I'd like to think that something was sending me a message that she was still out there somewhere and could hear me. Next one, my mother lost her wedding ring a few years after she and my dad married. They tore the house apart and never found it. Eventually, they moved away and she got a a new ring. A year or so after my dad's mother died, A few days after the funeral, my dad was away and mom fell asleep on the couch. She opened her eyes and saw her old wedding ring on the arm of the sofa. Oh my gosh. No one had been in the house except her and it had definitely not been there when she dozed off. My mother isn't religious, but she is convinced her mother-in-law found it for her. Holy shit, fuck yeah. Sitting on the arm of the freaking sofa? Of a totally different house. Oh my, oh my gosh. That is insane. When I was in school, whenever someone died in one of my dreams, they wouldn't be at school the next day. Sometimes they were sick or a few times they were just very late to the class I had with them, but it was freaky. One time, I even texted a friend who lived in another state to ask if they had gone to school that day because they had died in my dream. They, in fact, had not gone to school. Weird. It is weird. My weird thing is seeing praying mantises. Whenever I see one, something early, or something either majorly inconvenient or exciting is about to happen. Usually, I see them outside my apartment, but occasionally they show up near where the event is going to take place. One time, I saw one just sitting on my tire as I was leaving work. A day later, I went to my car and found a flat tire. They've shown up on days when I've received great news and on the day I got laid off a few years ago. Basically, they're my omen that something's coming. Hmm. Weird. My boyfriend and I were shopping at this small boutique in a strip mall. We went in, got our stuff, and left which took about a half an hour. When we checked our watches, four hours had passed. To this day, neither of us can explain it. It was in the middle of the day. We weren't drunk or high, just shopping at a very small store in a strip mall. Weird. I don't like that. No. That is fucking crazy. What happened in those four hours? Seriously. Oh, my God. When my dad was around nine, he had a pet salamander that he found out by a lake. One night, his older sister, my aunt, had a dream that she ate the salamander. (laughs) When they woke up the next morning, the salamander was gone. (laughs) 
They never found it or figured out what happened to it. She ate it. We still wonder to this day if my aunt actually ate the salamander. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Ew! <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, I was driving to work one morning when a school bus suddenly overtook another parked bus and came straight for me with no possibility of stopping in time. I was terrified and closed my eyes expecting it to hit my car, but when I opened them again, I was about a half a mile up the road. There was no possible way that this bus could have managed to stop in time before hitting me, so to this day I still cannot explain what happened and how I ended up farther up the road. I want to know the bus driver's advantage. Yeah. What did that bus driver see? Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. A few years ago, I lost a necklace and tore up my house looking for it. I finally gave up, and about six months later, I found it under my pillow one morning. It was like the tooth fairy had left it for me. I had washed the sheets many times since losing the necklace, and it was a heavy pendant, so it was not something that would have easily go unnoticed in the wash. I still have no idea how it ended up there. Weird. That is fucking weird. I have a habit of reading before bed. One night, I finished reading, set my book on the nightstand, and put my glasses on top of it like I always do. I've read this one before. Mm-hmm. The next morning, the glasses were gone. I knew I had taken... I had... I knew I'd had them because my vision is too bad to read without them. At the time, I didn't have a backup pair, so the next day my parents came and helped me look all over my apartment for them, but they were gone. So they took me to get a new pair. Months later, I went through the same nighttime routine, and when I woke up in the morning, both pairs of glasses were sitting on top of the book I'd been reading. <laughs> what? Still. Where does this stuff go? I and know. how does it get back? Oh my gosh. My grandmother was very sick and dying. For a few weeks leading up to her death, she would stare off into space and talk to dead relatives. She'd say things like, I'll see you soon, Alice, or I'm coming soon, Mabel. She would always name previously deceased relatives. Then one day she started talking to her brother, Henry. We thought it was weird because Henry was still alive. We got a call the next day that Harry had died and died the previous day. Holy shit. And my last one. I've had sleep paralysis a few times, but one specific time I was able to open my eyes. I could stare at the ceiling, but I couldn't move my body. I heard a voice say, relax. I was so freaked out after that. Of course, I lived alone, too. Yeah. No! Ah. Creepy. Those are mine. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! Funny tweets. Three-year-old has now walked inside the airport, the elevator, the terminal, and the tram and asked each time, is this the airplane? (laughs) So cute. I remind my teen daughter to brush her teeth, style her hair, change her outfit four times, bake homemade banana bread, finish a four-page assignment, and text 12 friends by telling her we are leaving in two minutes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How true is that? Uh Uh-huh. The new vacuum cleaner says not to operate while tired, so guess I'll wait until the kids are grown up and move out. <laughs> Do vacuum cleaners actually say I don't, don't operate if you're tired? I don't know. <laughs> that would be a never for me then. <laughs> me too. 
Just put Sesame Street on the TV and my one-year-old daughter pointed at Elmo on the screen and said, God? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It would be bad to get the hiccups during the Olympics, my nine-year-old introducing an important topic the commentators have as yet ignored. (laughs) That's funny. Age two is terrible, too. Ages three to five, terrible, too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Dear parents, here's your reminder to delete the thousand photos your three-year-old took while playing with your phone. (laughs) I'm so glad we have a house full of toys for me to trip over so my child can run around happily clutching an old DVD. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so true. Oh, my God. My kid asked for a bagel with cream cheese, but when I gave it to her, she said she didn't want it anymore. And so I asked what happened in the three minutes it took me to prepare it, and she just shrugged and said I changed my mind. My villain origin story, chapter one. (laughs) It's very evil. (laughs) Parenting is telling your kid they can't have a cookie before bed, knowing full well you'll have an entire sleeve of cookies after they go to bed. Well, yeah. Yeah. We are adults. That's right. Dads love sitting in the car with the engine running while the rest of the family's still in the house getting their shoes on. (laughs) My seven-year-old wanted me to be her child when playing house, so I begged her for snacks and made her watch my cool (laughs) tricks. And within a few minutes, she sent me to my room so she wouldn't have to deal with me. Holy shit! (laughs) My friend's daughter's hamster has been missing and feared dead for almost two weeks now. Last night, she forgot to wash up the paint tray after a day of decorating. We now think the hamster may still be alive. And there was a picture of a paint tray with little bitty tiny footprints walking around it. (laughs) That's kind of cute. I know. They were really cute. They were like that big. Aw. That's cute. (laughs) My daughter wants to speak another language, so she's walking around the house saying, Mozzarella pizza in an Italian accent. Technically, she's not wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. That's so funny. My kids, I do that to my kids. They'll be like, you don't know any other language. I'm like, um, burrito. (laughs) Chamale. Chalupa. Mozzarella pizza. <laughs> Fluent. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Saw a rival dad bringing his trash cans to the curb this evening, so I asked him how late he was planning on sleeping in tomorrow. <laughs> if your six-year-old suddenly runs to assure you in the kitchen that his napping toddler brother is just fine... You can be sure that he has tiny dinosaur figurines stacked high on his forehead as he sleeps. <laughs> oh my gosh. When your kids eat breakfast, do they pour the milk on the floor first or the cereal? <laughs> <laughs> I take my kids out to experience new things and see different places just so they can diversify their whining portfolio. <laughs> That's so nice. (laughs) My four-year-old loves baboons. He had a red baboon and a green baboon and enjoyed kicking them around the house. 
His green baboon popped, and he cried so much I had to promise to get him a new baboon. One day, someone will tell him to say balloons and not baboons, but it won't be me. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) I was not expecting. I was very confused. (laughs) I know. When it said we, when his baboon popped, I'm like, what? And kicking is it? Kicking it? (laughs) I was picturing like little toys or something. I was confused. (laughs) That's so cute. Just a reminder that a Cheesecake Factory menu counts as summer reading for your kids. Oh, good. <laughs> and my last one, my two favorite things in life are being with my kids and not being with my kids. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, email in your stories. We need them. Podcast at gmail.com. We could use suggestions. Uh, you can like our Facebook page, request to join the group and uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.